What is up everyone? This is Sergi Gen Z Gap. You know what to do. Also separately, just a quick reminder because uh, this is stuff that I keep talking about and yes, I gesture with my hands a lot and I should start learning American Sign Language just because everyone should know it. Starting to realize way more. Um, I'm, I'm sucking, by the way, at the alphabet, my way through the alphabet. And I know people would say, well, what? Did you get a certain interest due to the fact of Gray's, yes, you've been obsessed. Yes and no, but because, again, I've realized so much of my gesturing, I should probably be aware of what my hand gestures might actually mean to somebody else, because we live in a society where we should just know more. They should teach ASL to probably a lot of of North American, and also it's taking off a French sign language, so yeah, just a food for thought moment, but aside from that, you should definitely check, like, who you're texting, uh, I've been lately messaging other people texts that are supposed to be meant for other people, and, you know, luckily it was nothing super embarrassing, but today, and it, it actually made sense what I was gonna text this other person, but my brother was texting me like he was doing something, and then um, I meant to just respond for something else to someone else, and then I managed to send an okay to two different people, and yes, okay meant for something else, but then I might ended up making something else questionable, and then I did that two weeks ago when my dad asked me what I why I was texting him back when I was trying to text my brother back what I wanted for dinner. So I've just decided to put that out there again with the years of technology that is our life and the tech chaos. And I think that we all know that stuff goes and comes in waves, but those are the moments that you just kind of go laughing. At least you weren't like, I love you or fuck you, you know, all those are what the hell, like, at least you didn't text those kind of things, like, very embarrassing things, but still embarrassing enough that you're like, do I have to cover my tracks on this, is this okay, and for anyone listening who might have been a, a receiver of some of my questionable texts or wondering and me over explaining, that's just another great thing that we have to do and deal with with ADHD. So that's fun. Um, I'd love, honestly, if like Grace did some joking like text issue thing. I know that sounds weird, but like I'd love for something like that to happen because it never seems to happen. I know that Catherine Avery's probably going to die next season, so that's great, and that explains why Richard might be drinking, and I mentioned that kind of already, but it's still happening, and yeah, so it's just so fun to think through just little bits and pieces, but it kind of like goes, hmm, hmm. But yeah, that's just some food for thought of uh, when you're texting, make sure that you're already were texting your actual person and you should have done that but usually hopefully you can spin it enough to work with the sentence which again it in my case I meant to send an okay anyway but it just did not go in the right order and not the right punctuation and all those fun fun grammatical stuff 
so so fun and i know that comedians usually talk about this kind of stuff and i'm just not as much in that realm and a lot of other people have like a sound system and you know an engineer to do all these edits to fix them to make it sound perfect and it's like no in real life you screw up so just remember that as well as you know you continue on with your life so this has just been such an interesting lots of reflecting lately going on with me and also i just want to tell you that there are going to be seven episodes so basically six after this and then i'm going to take a break because as you've all noticed who have been probably listening I just personally am running out of steam for this. I really enjoy this podcast, no doubt, but trying to, again, compete with those over-the-top influencer type or just well-known actors and comedians, which nothing's against, I have nothing against any of that. It's just too hard to continually put stuff out that you're proud of, no matter how hard you work, and get no response back. And I get it. That's part of life. And I get it because, you know what, I see what's going on again with the actors and the writers and the strikes happening. Like, I see what, you know, you're asking for and not getting the responses that you want. And that's why when people complain about how, you know, we're gonna not have anything returned till January, writers especially still deserve everything. And I'm gonna continually talk about this because it's a big deal. We need to continue this conversation. We need to understand. And I think where people are coming from where they get so annoyed is more just because nobody will understand really what's going on. Now, there's a lot of other people, but there's a lot of things that go on. And I think that for me, in the way that my acting is going it's been interesting to have these conversations with other people about like the point that I am in my own um I want to say career if you will and it's weird because yes I am active I've had credits but I'm trying to move to that next step and you know that next step includes more of those roles and then joining the union but there is such thing I learned today about joining a union too early and with how much stuff is going on right now you don't really need it and as long as you have a good coach and someone to run by to make sure that like something's not sketchy I think you can be a free agent especially when you're in like kind of the middle intermediate place that I am where I do have enough good credits, but I need to beef it up a little bit more. And that's where, you know, these shows would be so helpful in a way. But the fact of the matter is, if the top tier between the writers and the actors and SAG slash Writers Guild are um, not doing anything much right now, if they're on strike, then clearly I won't have a lot of opportunities, which is all good not dissing anything it's just an interesting piece and a lot of comparing and contrasting and it's funny because a lot of the roles I go for are people in hilarious but dysfunctional families and that's my life I think whenever people talk about getting into a situation like very easily 
um, yeah, I can either be that annoying sibling or the one that runs out the room because that happens. And before anyone says, I don't want to get too much into it. I just want to say that if you're someone who finds yourself drawn to those type of roles, it might have some healing effects, but you also feel sorry for the people that you're reading with when you kind of, you know, word vomit with the ADHD that you have all over. But that's neither here nor there. And the more, like I said, I keep learning and keep working on it, the more I realize that plenty of other actors or creative people do the same thing. And if anything, besides the part of having ADHD and being a little more sensitive to the world around me, it's also just no surprise. But again, it just goes into that level of when you have different coaches, some coaches try to get you to put out your trauma and others want you to know that they are not a therapist and they have no credentials to tell me how to put it back in. And it's been a long time of me working to get the put it back in from the other coaches that had me put it all out. So it's very fun. And I'm not saying these anyone's good, bad, or evil. I'm just talking. In reality, this is how things, you know, go. And some of the scariness of the tactics of we are very powerful and could do something to you. And I start to think about that a lot. And then that's where it's like your whole body gets overwhelmed. And that's why I even get kind of nervous. It's like when you're starting to talk about other things and when you put a podcast out there, unless you're on something like Barstool, Dear Media, or, you know, Anchor, Fear, Wolf, etc. I don't know why, but Anchor's like the OG. Or Spotify podcasts, like run, ran by some big media thing there's a good chance not a lot of people are listening to this and people that are listening to this probably have similar feelings as me. And again, it's neither here nor there, good or bad. Nothing's like as black and white as we try to talk about. And you know, it was really interesting today because it was on the live of Jason Winston George who plays Ben Warren on Station 19. And I know I very rarely, I'm a fan of that show too, but you wouldn't know that because of how much that I give my life to Grey's it seems like lately. And oh yeah, I'm going to have my opinions. You better get ready for that because that's going to be like whatever the next 25-30 minutes of my life here. So that's that's great. Um, obviously, we've got a lot to unpack with all the season finales. But what I was going to say about him is that he was talking about gun violence with a country singer today. And he said something about, you know, which was really unique and, and informative, I'd say. Very, his perception of this was very cool, I think. Like, going purple because like it's not a red or a blue issue like in the sense of politics it should just be purple like everyone should have because it's it's such a nuanced topic and I just really appreciated that as much as like obviously I need more gun reformation I'm from Gen Z obviously I talk about this all the time I was one years old when Columbine happened I've been in lockdowns. I've been where kids were stupid enough and they did like a drug deal that got out of hand and we were in lockdown for a while. Like I remember all those drills. I remember Sandy Hook. I remember 
the Parkland shooting. I remember, you know, everything. And it's just so scary. And it shouldn't be just something that the U.S., you know, becomes comfortable with. And I think that we talk about too much of our comfortability with a lot of things. And yeah, so I just wanted to give a little praise there. I know that everyone's like, oh, she's giving a praise to actors again. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. Ben Warren and Bailey, Miranda Bailey and Ben Warren are the only couple that I really care about at this point. I do like Marina a little bit better now that they've worked some of their issues out. Yes, I'm gonna get to the grays. We all know I'm gonna get to the grays. You all know where my opinions stand on that, but yes, we're gonna get there. We are gonna get there. Yes, there's gonna be some spoilers, but if you haven't seen it all by Monday, I don't really care. I mean, I do, but I'm I'm warning you all who are listening to this at this exact moment that there are some spoilers. Also, just so everyone knows, I slept on my neck this week really bad, weird. So then, only by now, it's taken me like five days and a like massage backpack thing to get my neck to not feel so crooked or hurt or crook or whatever. And yeah, so there's just a lot on there. I'm never gonna be a fully put together person. I do really appreciate seeing that messy side with the interns, but do I need the, like, Mama Bailey's coming back with, I don't need to know about your messy love lives. I have no time for that. But ironically, I am feeling, though, Chica, Mika and Taryn, why? Because they have consensual and they're really good about asking each other their needs. Uh, do I still low-key ship in the future if something happened? Mika and Lucas? Lika, of course. And for everyone saying that Mika is um, a lesbian, no. It's been confirmed she's bi, queer, you know, pan. But women person, like women favorable, I think is the best way to put it. And I'm sorry, but again, every time before, you know, she really got under my skin with how mean she was being to Lucas with the ADHD, and yes, this is no hate to Midori at all, she is phenomenal as Mika, I love, you know, just her, her badassness towards, obviously, her mentor, Teddy, we're gonna get into that later, but just, and lately with how she's become less bitchy, you know, when she's not a cranky toddler. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, let's, let's go down the rabbit hole of what I, I personally think right now with how that shit show went down last night. One is, what the hell, Richard? What the hell? Please, I hope to God that, you know, Catherine saw you, she got you to that meeting, like, I'm trying to put that happily ever after, which doesn't exist. Uh, Trey's a douchebag in a lot of ways. You know, Simone's ex. But, uh, yes, I'm gonna say but here. And before anyone disagrees with me, hear me out. But, as much as I didn't want Lucas to get punched, I kinda saw the point also, Simone really doesn't know what she wants with her life, and she goes and sleeps with the guy two minutes after running away from her wedding. Then she said that it was never like that, and they're both wrong. 
And the fact of the matter is, it was just such a J-Pril. Yes, do I feel a connection, but I was hopeful it was still going to go that Marilux, Marejack kind of route. But obviously, that's not happening anymore, and I'm really not a fan of this couple in any way. You know, as an adult, I'm not, I like Meredith, but not as much in the same way. But it's, I think, just a little different watching this through the lens of yourself, like, at the same age as a lot of these characters. And I know life is messy and grueling, and this is, you know, the heartbreak that comes and the exponential amount of trauma that Grace brings you. Like, I'm... Yeah, therapy is much needed. But, you know, aside from all that, I want to say something again that I don't usually say. Oh my gosh, this girl has, you know, some controversial takes. And for once, she's she's on a little shepherd for his life decision. Yeah, the thing is that I'm on it because, again... I hate being attached. I hate that I care too much about this. But again, it goes back into that ADHD thing when you're relatable, etc. And now you're like, I don't want to see this character get hurt anymore. I don't know what the whole situation is going to leave. But again, to me, I just really did not. I was really upset, bummed at the first half's finale where they run off immediately just to the on-call room. Very old Grays, by the way. And, yeah. Here's the thing. I just wish that she did more of what a Burke did and ran away. Like, again, I still advocate for getting into the PTR and just not looking back. But, again, nobody cares. That's fine. I'm not trying to do the writer's job. I was just trying to give another extra new twist, but you know what? You, you managed to do extra twists with Teddy passing out, like Jack passing out in Station 19, so there's just a lot going on right now, and Teddy cannot die, which I know that she signed a contract, etc., that there might be more beach, but I'm like, oh, it's finally remotely tolerable, so how about we keep that going? And again, just the fact that uh, Mika was breaking my heart last night with the, you're a mom, you're a chief, you're a badass surgeon, somebody help. And I, it's like, oh my God, has this girl not been through enough already? Joe Link, don't get me started on, I'm going to avoid it all. But it's like, it seems like they had to have Sam die. In order to do that whole situation so that her and Joe, Joe and Link could be together. And I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I know they're going to be like, this girl hates love. No, I don't. I just, I guess I'm just in an unpopular opinion area and always kind of have been. Again, like, thinking through a lot of the ships, I was never as much of a fan of all the popular ships that everyone did. So that, that's the funny part. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of Izzy and Alex. I wasn't a huge fan of... I'm trying to think. Oh, Mayor Hayes, I wasn't a big fan of. I really did not like Mayor Luca. And I liked Mayor Riggs. I liked Mayor Nick. And again, that's where I'm weird. Again, I'm weird. But 
No, I did not like Christina and Owen together growing. And yeah, there's so many more. I really liked uh, Lexi and Jackson, but I mean, I'm also the uh, hardcore Lexi. But again, their age gap creeps me out more, and it's just the never-ending cycle of what do I actually care? But Bentley is superior to it all. That's needed to be said. Congrats that Bailey finally got. Her much-needed, much-deserved Catherine Fox Award. And it's just so many things that are going on that my brain can't even find. But let's just quickly segue in a different direction of where I'm going to talk about the impulsivity that one person does leading to heroic measures and the impulsivity that another person does, which is more story of my fucking life, where I wind up and that other person winds up more in the sticky situation. So that is fun. That is super fun. So if anybody's listening to this that wants more insight to the weirdness that is ADHD, aside from just listening to me, just know this. There is so much weird back and forth tennis ping pong match that goes on where one person can do it that way and it goes work. The other person can't. And yes, it makes me think of that Scrubs episode where, you know, they did exactly the same thing. Cox and JG, but JD's patient winded up, you know, croaking. And the thing that Cox said is, you've missed one thing, luck. Yeah, you knew exactly what um, that one patient was going to deal with necrotizing fasciitis because he was watching the show that one night and just put it together and then managed to save that patient. Then the next patient had two identical patients and they did the same stuff, but one had more luck, one had more health. And that's just a part of life we all have to deal with. And you know what? Looking through the lens of me, I guess a lot of people would say for some of the stuff that I've, you know, overcome, by the way, it does not kill you, makes you stronger. That is such a BS quote. Like, or an ant can lift a rock on top of itself. Like, I'm the ant lifting that. So that's just, yeah, so fun. But the fact of the matter is, you know, between, I guess, neurodivergence and just not being able to keep my mouth shut, I, I can see why people don't really want to stick around or be my friend very long. And yes, or people would still probably say they're my friend, but I was never invited to a lot of things, and then I get anxiety over other things, and then I'd overshare just so much, and it's just a never-ending cycle. But what I was going to get to and segue in after that whole redundant speech that I just did was that I really appreciated with Quan that they put Harry Shum Jr.'s background from being from Costa Rica so, um, they actually call themselves Ticos or Costa Ricanos, depending on, I've heard Ticos from when I, um, went there in high school and studied for a while there, like, two weeks, which I know people are like, that wasn't that long. It was long for a high school trip. And, yeah, it was super fun, chill expeditions, look it up, um, but they, 
you know, taught a lot about the wilderness and life and agriculture. It was um, a justice trip, an environmental one, like I've talked about. But anyway, I loved that, you know, they incorporated his Spanish, even if he sounded really good fluent. I don't know if he is completely fluent, but he sounded very good. And it just goes to show, like, it's cool to see that. And I did a lot of Latin American studies, like, that was my minor in college, and there's a huge, like, um, population of Asian immigrants into Latin America, if you did not know that already. So, it's very cool just to see that, you know, kind of fusion, that influx, and just how well they wrote it to where he was able to communicate with his patient. Now, the whole thing with Maxine, he fought for Maxine, she lives, she gets innovated, they extricate her now, but the funny thing is, Lucas tries to do that, he's a screw-up, he's a screw-up, he does other things, like, he's talking to Sam, he's trying to, cr- Sam's dying, obviously, and then when Altman passes out, he cracks the chest, which he was kind of taught how to do, but he tries to get Simone to help and all that, and yes, we already know that it's kind of like something that his uncle did, something that Warren did, you know, I will be showing that parallel soon, but the problem is that he's gonna get blamed even more so than, I don't know, Quan, who does exactly the same thing, breaks rules, and he went out of his way to interpret more, to get more information out from the family that was from Argentina, and that's where it bothers me just a little bit, and that's where, yes, my strong sense of justice comes through. So, whatever. It is really cool, though, to see one separate thing is that uh, the girl who plays Simone Alexis is gonna be on Broadway with Debbie Allen, so it's like a Grace crossover that we didn't know that we needed to see, but I honestly can see all those actors doing great job in the future, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know how many seasons Grey's is going to last after this, but what I do know is none of them will probably be out of work. And before anybody says nothing is given at, at the life of an actor, oh, I believe that, but I'm sorry, they're just a good group of actors. And yeah, I know Harry's older than the rest of them, but it's still true. He's got... A lot going. So, yeah, I'm not too concerned about that comparatively to me and other people. But again, it's neither here nor there. We just keep marching on. But yes, there's that sense of what is going on. Also, the fact that I like that Winston and Amelia kind of made up because of the plane crash. Honestly, though, my favorite moment of the whole finale was when Bailey smacked that drink out of Richard's hand. And I was like, no, 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 you were 20 years sober when I first kind of knew you. Then you had a relapse. You're 11 years sober now. You do not do that. Well, throwing it away because that's life. And that bothers me. It breaks my heart, whatever. (sighs) Again, the fact that Amelia is like killing it where she's like, I just got to go and find a meeting. Like, Being a responsible adult, I like that side. And the fact that she didn't spiral completely, but it's like, it's heartbreaking because Richard's her sponsor. So yeah, there's that. Um, It'll be an interesting take. I'm going to be sad, but I already kind of know that Nick is probably leaving the residency program. So Winston will now probably step up and start teaching it with Owen. And we'll get more of like that night Halloween spookiness that's going on, if you know what I mean. Uh, I definitely, though, 
really truly have to put in this order my favorite interns because the problem is I hate ranking them this way but because again people know Mika and Lucas are my top two and then you know Quan actually got up there last night but I still think I'll put Jules in third and Simone still fourth and Quan fifth here's why Quan has still made strides. Do I see myself moving him up more on the bracket next year? Yes. If they're, you know, if everything goes correctly, yes. Do I see Simone kind of and Lucas moving around in different parts? Yes. Do I still think Lucas will be my top three because I am a little bit biased with the whole ADHD? A hundred percent. Would it be interesting if Trey pulled a mark and then we all instantly fall for him just like where he becomes a better person over time and you hope that Simone's like Addison where she doesn't wind up when they either got, which is kind of sad in some ways, but then it's just proven that independent woman type deal so yeah it's all good but it's just like a lot of things are going on and i just do not want a parallel of another pregnant intern like again make it jewels please if you're gonna make it someone make it jewels when maybe mika but here's the thing i don't want simone because then it's like oh is it it's probably you know Lucas's and then she would have to like do that thing and she'd wind up in like the christina thing or Maybe she'd just get a appendicitis, and then it becomes that old Derek Finn, Derek Finn thing. And the problem is, well, Lucas is more like Finn in this situation. There's just so many things to unpack, and the layers, like, you can't tell me one way or another how messy everything gets, but that is the gloriousness that is Grace. However, I really am upset that Joe and Link are together. Yes. Did I love that, like, you know, that whole, yeah. But do I feel like she kind of was finding herself more? Did you like her and Sam better? A hundred percent. But Sam's now dead, and she didn't do the Denny Duquette thing and whatever, so... I guess that's good. Maybe seems not dead dead, but it felt like he was with the amount of blood on the floor. And, you know, Owen, there's a good chance that they're all going to court and getting yelled at and, you know, nearly getting kicked out of the program, kind of that parallel. You never really know. And, yeah, the thing I hate about Trey, though, is that his whole thing is, he's like, he has family name that will keep him afloat. Don't you dare come after 80. For starters, everyone's shitting on him, so I'm, of course, going to defend him. He's actually a decent doctor when you break it down. The fact is that the ADHD diagnosis has made it a lot better for him. And you know what? You might have money. He has money. But you know what? He carries himself with a little bit more kindness so yeah again i'm saying your punch was a little justified especially because you know the girl did sleep with him like five minutes after she ran away in the getaway car and then she both of them go to like the whole thing is just yeah that, i mean that's old gray's fitting very very well but yeah so as i wrap up this very interesting episode basically where i talk such insanity that is what goes on in my mind up here just know we might not get anything till january so i'm gonna be a fresh out of ideas i could do layers and maybe i've lost some of my niche during this but it is what it is and, you know, if you're ever feeling behind or feel different, just remember that you're probably neurodivergent. You probably have ADHD, dyslexia, OCD, uh, anxiety, autism, whatever. It doesn't make you bad. It makes you more unique, which I know is the story of my life. Why do people keep saying that? 
but you know what? People can't pick up what I'm saying half the time. It's because I can talk in supersonic speed. Why I need to listen to things at two times speed sometimes just to really understand. And did it just feel like I talked in two times speed? A hundred percent. Did I lose my words? A thousand percent. So basically, aside from that, I will say the one thing that I learned this week just before we sign off is that you can do that in TikTok. You can watch things that are long at two times speed if you've ever forgotten how to do that. I know they change the app constantly, and that's why I just wanted to tell everyone who's struggling with some of that speed stuff for processing, because we process things at insane amount of speed that that's why we get bored whenever something is listed as very slow. So yeah, um, aside from that, TikTok has also been taking down my follower count, which is so great. We've been stuck, like I said, at 27.1K. I'm now down to 27K. Why? Because I'm helping out reposting things about people exploiting children. Big ethical issues. Also, just because I apparently might not be going live enough. Who the hell knows? But this is why, you know, I'm maybe a little more against TikTok these days. So... Anyway, please remember to like, subscribe, you name it. We will see you soon.